Welcome back to Call Me Contact with Contact. I'm Contact on Spotify, Apple, and Radio Public. Welcome back to Call Me Contact. Okay, on the show today we have Michelin Sisti. You might know him as Michelangelo uh, back in the day in the 1990s film Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was a Jim Henson production, um, or also a couple of uh, Broadway productions as well, and then worked in, uh, looks like, weren't you um, a puppeteer in the uh, Take the Bull as well? (laughs) Yes, uh, all of those things and a lot more um, as far as the puppeteering is concerned. Yes, I have done all of that. So is that your is that your true passion, the uh, puppeteering side of it? It became, uh, uh, yeah. When I made the transition from the stage to the film and television with the Hensons and the suits and all, and then they introduced me to the puppeteering and encouraged me and continued to encourage me, and that became the main focus after the the, the suit work and the other acting gigs thinned out. Uh, that was what I did primarily for the last oh, 15 or 20 years of the last, of 30 years I've been doing it. Oh, that's awesome. I'm a, uh-huh. I'm a true fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I always wanted to know how like di- how hot does it get in one of those suits? It's ungodly hot. It's <laughs> horrible. Yeah. How long would you be in there? Well, we some days we were in there all day. Uh, at the beginning, there, yeah, at the beginning, uh, everybody was very tense about uh, a thing called turtle downtime, which is when an animatronic head would break and have to be fixed, and oh. that was called turtle downtime. So you wanted to avoid that at all costs. So in order to avoid that and take any risk with changing uh, clothes or getting out of the head or anything, they said, "Oh, just stay in." And so <laughs> in the early days, there were days where we stayed in all day long, except for lunch. Oh, jeez. That's yeah. wicked. Uh, I mean, yeah. By the time we got into the latter stages of shooting the first film and then into the second film, everybody had relaxed a bit more because we had proved that we could do it on a, on a quick turnaround. And, uh, and therefore, it wasn't quite as necessary that we stay in the full rig all the time. There were lots of times that we were half-dressed, as we called it. I've seen behind the scenes, and sometimes, yeah, I'll see you guys are half-dressed. Maybe it's just legs or, or what have you. Whatever you guys need to, I guess, film for that spot. Well, we would sit around in, in the basic middle of the costume without the feet and without the hands on and uh, without the shell, of course. And when it came time when they would say, get camera ready, we had it down in the end. You could you could, you could put a turtle together in about 10 or 15 minutes, so it, there, was, there was no big delay. Uh, which one do you like better? Did you like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1 or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 with the uh, the Secret of the Ooze? I like them for two different reasons. They're, they're both my favorites. The, the first one is my top favorite because it was the first A, and B because it was the truest to the, the darker side of what Kevin and Peter created, and therefore I thought it was truest to the, the heart of the Turtles. Uh, the second one I like because... We had to adjust because of different things, mostly because of the weaponry. You'll notice we use substitute for our weapons because we couldn't use them anymore. Right. Um, my nunchucks, I couldn't even, they couldn't even be seen on film. I had holsters in the second film because they couldn't be seen on screen. So we had to adjust, and by adjusting, they made it, a, 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 they wrote a script and they created a second film that was for a younger, uh, it was a younger audience, it was a more comedic uh, film all overall than the first one, 
So it had its purpose in that it continued to satisfy the most ardent fans, which were the youngsters. And those are what you wanted to encourage. And look what they've done. They've continued the franchise on for 30 years by adjusting along the way. Now, are you glad that they are still continuing it, like with it being on Nickelodeon and having, you know, more major pictures coming out with Michael Bay? I, I, I absolutely am, am pleased with all of the efforts. I don't necessarily like all of them the same, but the fact that it continues the franchise and gets these characters out there, I'm happy with that because I think these are characters that youngsters need to have around. I think that they teach a lot of good things, actually, as you watch it. Family and all those things always comes, you know, top-notch. Exactly. Which is pretty cool. And it is. So. That was one of the reasons I liked it so much. So uh, my one buddy, he kind of had one of these questions. Um, let's see, what was it? He kind of wanted to know, were you ever jealous of uh, Raphael or, uh, or of Leonardo being the leader, seeing, seeing that you were playing the uh, younger Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Uh, well, <clears throat> some would say the most popular, but that's another thing. See? Um, <laughs> no, never jealous, because we were all suffering. <laughs> right, we were yeah. All, we are all in the same hell together. <laughs> very bonded as brothers. In fact, I just sent them a happy anniversary email, the, the other three guys. I tracked down Dave Foreman finally, so I was able to contact him too. So yeah, no, we. I was never jealous of the other characters or of the other actors. I'm actually trying to get a hold of the other actors as well, trying to just say, uh, you know, where the turtles are, you know, just kind of catching up. But, uh, yeah. Well, but around. Leaf is around. He's, uh, he's here in town, of course. Uh, Dave is naturally in the U.K. And uh, at this point, I guess Josh would probably be in New York, although he comes out here to shoot a series that he's in, too. Yeah, I'm still trying to get a hold of him. I think he said mid uh, mid 2020, so we're we're coming up on it. I might be able to pull it off. Which one? Uh, uh, Josh. Oh, Josh. Well, he's the toughest one. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had avoided uh, going to these signing conventions for about 20, 25 years of the turtle business, and then because I didn't want to sell my autograph, I just never liked that. But somebody, well, somebody, the guy who's a, who was a and became my representative for these things, convinced me that it wasn't about me and my feelings. It was about the fans and them wanting to meet me and talk to me about what, what they love so much. So I said, you know, you're right. And it turned out to be he was 100% right. And so I started doing the conventions um, through him, through Coldwater Productions, and we were always trying to get all four original turtles together. And we were successful finally in the end in get three of us together. Leaf and I did a couple together along the way, and then eventually we got Josh and Leaf and myself together, or a couple of them. Uh, we were even in in London doing um, one of the convention, the London Comic Con there, and tried desperately to get a hold of Dave Foreman to get him to come into that, but it didn't happen. But then since that time, I've had a chance to actually communicate with him, and he's he he. He's open to the idea. I'll put it that way. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think you guys, honestly, if it's this is just my opinion, it's always been my opinion, though. I think that your your film, the first one, like you had said, is the truest to the form, and I think it's the best. 
Um, even I know that there's CGI and I know that there's things, but I still think that that look that you guys came up with was a whole lot more real than the CGI that they've been able to, to give the last couple of years. Thank you for saying that. I agree 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a, I think there's a lot of people that would agree with me too, though. The most of the fans who come to talk to me have that kind of opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the other ones looked a little, I mean, it's a little too, a little too over the top. I, I know that it, it rides a different part of the imagination, but I don't think it's, uh, I just think that the first one was perfect. And I know like, like you had said, you guys had to strip down a lot of it actually. Um, and it, it didn't because it was, it was different, but it, that was actually done really well too. It was. And it, you know what it was? It was the transition of the animation. It was the, it was the animated series that allowed them to go that light with the, with the live action film. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it very well done. Now the third one's a little, little different. I mean, I, I think that one really rides imagination, but I don't, you know, that it was, I think the first two were just the, the top notch ones. Thank you. Thank so. you. Yeah. We, uh, we had, we had bitter memories about the third one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I mean, it, you know, but it happens, uh, you know, I saw online that you were a musician. Um, what, what instruments uh, tickle your fancy? Uh, I started out initially in woodwinds. I was uh, I started out on the clarinet, and then went to saxophone and oboe and English horn, and then eventually, because I wanted to get involved in rock and roll and blues, I taught myself the drums, and became a, a, a rock and blues drummer. And uh, that's that coupled with the oboe was how I kind of got myself through school, through college, and then uh, decided to be an actor. <laughs> right. That's pretty neat, honestly. I've I've played a little bit of instruments here and there, but I'm nothing, uh, nothing like I've seen. You know, like a couple of my friends. I I talked with a couple of members of the Schwag, a very good band, and I mean nothing along those lines. Um, now, one thing I do have to know: Are you in isolation at the moment? I am. I have uh, been following our stay home edict from the governor since uh, what is it now? This is my eleventh day. Yeah, eleventh day. But who's counting? Right. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah this is. Uh, it's kind of weird. I, I. I was rather intimate with my home before then, but now I've known every square inch of the place. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Finding things that you didn't want to before, and then you know, all little surprises here and there. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's the fun part, though. I mean, it's 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 weird. Like it's like you said, I've never come across anything like this. I, I don't know. It's it's quite odd. A little scary. It is. I mean, when when you figure the the dire consequences, death. That's pretty damn scary. Yeah, that's up there. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'd have to place that next to number one or so. Yeah, that and then the hangnail. One of the two. Yeah, right. So uh, I I always have to. I I wonder this. Are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles their favorite color? What's your favorite color? My favorite color actually is blue. Blue. But I've. I've expanded my palette recently because I, I repainted the house inside and out, so I have a lot of different colors now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but as a, growing up, blue was always the color I, a shade of blue, usually a darker shade of blue, I always gravitated towards. Yeah, I always liked red. I don't, just, uh, you know, 
stupid question. Now, the the one thing that I did look up, it, it looks like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and everything that you've done um, has treated you pretty well. I don't know, you know, it, it, it looks like you've, your net worth upwards of $2 million. Good job. Oh, well, yeah, that's that's overall. Thank you very much. No uh, problem. That's, that's not what I have in hand, but <laughs> over the course of my career, I have been fortunate enough to earn that, yes. Yeah, good job, man. Now, do you still enjoy uh, Broadway as much as you did? Oh, I, I love Broadway just as much. I miss it just as much. Really? Oh, yeah. Do you have a favorite? Oh, yeah. uh, do you have a favorite play, or do you have a favorite d- anything demonstration? Demonstration from from my career? Um, no, just just all across the board. Oh, uh, well, I've got many. I would start the list with the shows that I was in. <laughs> right. Those are obviously my most favorite, which would be Cabaret and uh, Figure on the Roof, primarily, as far as longevity on Broadway. And then uh, I had a, I had a handful of others that also uh, were there and, and had, had various runs, some of them shorter than others. <laughs> right. But that's the nature of the beast. But no, I was a New York actor. That's what I was going to be for the rest of my life. I was happy as a clam. <laughs> well, I mean, it got a, it got the job done, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was twenty years in New York, and uh, had done my fifth. Broadway show when uh, I got the audition for uh, Turtles, and that ended up changing everything. When I remember when that actually came out, I was a little kid. I mean, tiny, and I mean it was perfect. Like everything about it was absolutely perfect. You guys did just everything, and I used to watch the cartoons all the time. Like I said, it was it was an easy reaching out to all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and trying to find out like how they're doing. You guys really like it was it was awesome to me everything about it i have all the toys you should see right right next to me right now i probably have six or seven figurines um <laughs> you know so huge fan excellent well that was the whole point that's why i kept going back yeah and a lot of times you know it shows they're they're only one-sided you know it's a one cartoon or like you know you look at spongebob and he has a couple friends and stuff like that but yours yours was a little bit different you guys were family so and it it always would come back to that, which I thought was just the coolest premise. Yes, and that was the key for both Kevin and Peter. That was the the underlying theme of everything they wanted. Yeah. Now, did you know that Michelangelo was the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle that was drawn? Uh, Kevin told me that one time, but he 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 was he wasn't a hundred percent certain. <laughs> I thought so, like, because each time that I'll go to Google, I'll look up first, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle drawing, and it'll show an old school. I mean, it it doesn't look the same, you know, but no, at the man, same time, it's very, it's the first it was one. Very raw, then that's for sure. I yeah. Remember what that like, yeah. yeah, yeah I, uh, he he mentioned that one time, but I, he, I, he couldn't say for certain. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I think, and then there's there's two afterwards that are a little bit different, and I don't, I can't remember which one those were. I don't think those ones were Michelangelo, but I, I believe that Michelangelo is the uh, the youngest turtle, and if it's written, I, if I remember correctly, he can use all the weapons, but he doesn't because all the other turtles can't use all the weapon, all the other weapons. I never knew that. That's something I've just learned. That's yeah. excellent. I think that's the only reason why he had to use the. Uh, his nunchucks is because like he can use them all but Raphael he can only use the size so you know they have to divvy them up and but I mean he can use them all 
I like that backstory. I can tell you that that decision made it very painful for me. Really? Oh, I'll yeah, bet. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> it was very painful. <laughs> oh, man, that would be terrible. Did you have to learn how to use those? Yeah. Oh. We had, uh, we had six months of training with our sensei in New York, and half of the training was general uh, martial arts moves, and <clears throat> the other half was specific weapons training. Excuse me a second. <clears throat> I need a drink. <clears throat> So, um, so we were all studying our uh, individual weapons. So I had nunchucks, and initially, with the sensei uh, in in session with him, I had a pair of um, plastic chucks that had foam rubber covers on the handles, so right. that you could smack around. It wouldn't hurt you too bad. But then they said uh, the, the film production um, was. Uh, in, called me up and said they're sending me uh, some practice chunks so I can have them come to work and they showed up and they were wooden and I didn't know so I started practicing with them and I was beating the hell out of myself oh man bruises everywhere <laughs> and about a week and a half later another box shows up and says here are your practice chunks and they were made of foam rubber and I said well you sons of guns <laughs> <laughs> I wish it, that's pretty good yeah timing is everything as it were yeah. So yeah, it was a bit painful, but in the end, I, I really enjoyed uh, working with them. I, I got, I got fairly decent with them. I, I could hold my own. Yeah, you could do. You did pretty good. Like I knew what I was doing. Now, do you have a, a favorite line from any of the movies? Well, of course, that, as a turtle, it's God. I love being a turtle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's uh, but see, only, there's only so many of you that can say that though. Exactly. You know, there's only, I mean, we can always say it, like we can always see the turtles, but there's only so oh, many that, that can actually say that. You know, Eric, I, I, I'm going to take issue with you there. I think that that line is universal, that everybody who believes himself a turtle at any time is going to say that line, and it's 100% correct. Yeah, it's true. My favorite is uh, Cowabunga. I mean, I, I think that gets right down to the to the heart of things. <laughs> It does. <laughs> I think it's weird it that they kind of had to change that. I, I think that was that was probably one. Of, I, well, I can't remember what their new new line is. Uh, Kayaka Sha oh, or something like that. Yeah. I forgot all about that too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Kaiobongo was just perfect. It was. It was absolutely perfect. And so, <laughs> you know, and their personalities and it fit the time as well. It did. I mean, it, the I was just looking at a picture not too long ago, and it says, uh, you know, going back to the 90s, and it's all the turtles that are just sitting around playing, like, Game Boy and eating pizza and having uh, Dunkaroos and, you know, like, it just everything was 90s. Nintendo, you know, hooked up and, and everything. Um, and it's, it's the core of the 90s. If anybody says, oh, yeah, throwback to the 90s, and you don't think about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you're off a little bit. <laughs> it's got to be right there. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, you know, I was always glad that they were able to keep going with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, I had always thought that they were going to be something special. And, you know, to see that actually um, in the cartoons they were able to, to transfer to Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And so now, you know, DC's kind of, they're they're making their, their grab as well. I think that's so cool. I mean, it, it like... Turtles came out of nowhere, and, and now they're just, you, they're so iconic. They're perfect. That's wonderful. And so, 
Now, do you um, do you still watch or, or go to any of the conventions, the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Convention or the Comic Cons or anything like that? Uh, I was doing them up until uh, September, but the the there were two. Uh, trying to remember two or three uh cool water productions uh Derek, my friend over there uh had contacted me and there were th- uh, two or three uh, uh other conventions including louisville which i've been to a few times that wanted to have the turtles but most of them were yeah i think that was it most of them wanted four the four of us uh, the, all and of them course, yeah and that and that's that's tough i mean i I've, I've done shows just myself i've done shows with leaf done shows with the, uh, Leaf and Josh but we've never had all four of us together and that's what especially for the 30th anniversary that's what these people were interested in so I don't know if I'm going to be doing any more uh, it would be a shame if not because I've, I've come to really enjoy the, the conversations I have with the fans right yeah I'm trying that's what I'm kind of trying to do I'm staying in touch with everybody and and you know seeing if I can get all four now I don't I'm I'm trying to do just for the show here you know to get all see where the turtles are and see how they're doing you know I mean um like I said that's that's the goal so I mean uh you know I I, honestly if it were I, I was looking at Power Rangers and stuff like that you know how they're doing and everything like that but uh you know the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles they're just uh they're they're the top notch they always were do you have like a, a favorite part of it did you like to watch you know any of the cartoons beforehand did you have to go to do watch any of that to get into character or anything like that the, the latter yeah i knew absolutely nothing the the day that my agent called with the audition uh we both laughed because we had never heard of <laughs> turtles he said i'd go anyway so i went uh but yeah once i i was hired i did a lot of research I watched the anim. I, I don't know, maybe two dozen of the of the animated series. Right. Uh, and and of course got every ounce of, of of backstory I could get from Kevin and Peter. They were lovely. They they sent the four of us uh, copies of the original for the first edition, and uh, still prized that copy actually. Yeah, but and that and that gave me the the whole feeling for the atmosphere around these guys. It was really wonderful you've seen the first one right yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah actually the first one the cover art and you know both of them actually the one where they're looking through the sewer where they've got it just lifted up and new york's in the background that picture the original one is hanging up right next to the studio right here uh, both of them actually the the one that was drawn and then also the one that was animated and, and placed together. Um, but yeah, I, that's like I said, I was just sitting here thinking to myself, who am I going to interview? Like, I have no idea who I'm going to interview. And I'm just looking directly at it. And I'm like, you know what? That's who I'm going to interview. I'm going to interview the turtles, see how they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I might as well, you know. Inspiration comes from all points. So with the, uh, with the sewer, where did you guys actually, how did that, did you guys have to make that like set-wise? Oh yeah, we had a huge set. Uh, we were we were in North Carolina in Wilmington at what was then the old Dino De Laurentiis Studios. It was called uh, Carroll Co. at the time because it was owned by the state at that point. But um, we had one, two. We had two sewer sets. We had the the sewer set that was the tunnels, which was a big T. In uh, if you looked at it overall. Uh, maybe about uh, 60 to 70 feet in length 
and then the tee that came off of it was about a not another 30 feet and then we had the the den which was a another uh set separate from the the tunnel but still the sewer uh and the worst thing about that i mean it was great because the verisimilitude of that set put you in the mood right away right yeah the worst thing was that we had we had the store right right and after second week of got pretty funky <laughs> and it got, it got funkier all the way through to the end of the shooting. So that by the end, when we had to go back to the sewer set to do a couple of pickup shots, it was pretty horrible. You're like, we could have just gone to a sewer. Yeah. We wouldn't. Even, we didn't have to build this. It was as bad as the sewer. At one point, I think they, they there was some some night early in the morning that when some unfortunate group of PAs were there with bottles of chlorine pouring and pouring and pouring <laughs> that water. I mean, it looks like, I, I could tell you this, from when I was a kid and when I was watching it, that looked real. I mean, everything about that movie looked real. Oh, yeah. I mean, Steve Barron's vision and the execution of, of the designer and uh, of the, of, of the uh, uh, um, camera AD, uh, 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 cinematographer. Right. Which... I mean, they caught, I thought they caught everything spot on. Yeah, it was perfect. I mean, that whenever you would look over at those sewers, like I said, I mean, I, I was, I, I had no idea that that was a set. I mean, you could, you could imagine something that big, but at the same time, it's, it's so well done that you actually do get the, uh, the confusion. It looks we real. We were successful. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Well, um, I do appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, you know, definitely we're gonna have to have you on again, though. I mean, it, it was it was super fun, and like I said, I'm gonna have to get all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's what the uh, the full goal is here. Well, good luck with that. I hope you do. I thank you. You take care. Thank you for listening to Call Me Contact with Contact. I'm Contact on Spotify, Apple, and Radio Public.